this is your host victoria and in today's episode we are talking about relationships more specifically i'm starting a little mini series on lessons on relationships and this is specifically catered to lessons that i've learned and that others have learned on what is needed what is necessary and what we need to keep in mind in order to have long and happy romantic relationships I really hope that you enjoy this episode, and as usual, I would love to know where you're at, what you're up to, what you're doing, what everything around you looks like as you listen to this. So take a quick picture, tag me over on Instagram, or send it to me over on Instagram. I love feeling like I'm part of your listening experience. Enjoy. Welcome to the Victoria Sardin Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? everyone. I hope you're all having a lovely start to the week. As I start this week off with a new episode on Monday as usual, I'm also starting off a new mini-series called Lessons on Relationships. So these are lessons that I've learned or that others have learned on what is needed in order to have long and healthy and happy romantic relationships. So in this first episode of the series, I'm actually going to be sharing three lessons that I've learned on relationships. So these are not solely focused on my relationship, but actually just lessons on relationships that I've learned in general. And romantic relationships isn't something that I've spoken about specifically in depth yet on the podcast, so I'm excited to delve into this a little bit over the next few weeks in this little mini-series. So as I said, in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing three lessons that I've learned that have really impacted me and have had a huge impact on the way that I see, I view, and I approach romantic relationships in general. So the first lesson that I learned is actually one that I learned from my current boyfriend, and he was previously a semi-professional rugby player and always has been involved in team sports to a certain extent, and he always shared with me this idea that when we're in a relationship, we are a team. And it's something that he's spoken about so much, brought up in so many different circumstances, and it's really actually changed the way in which I view relationships in general. And I love this idea of thinking about how when we are in a relationship, we are in a team. And when we're in a team, there's no winner and loser. There's no internal competition within the team because we are literally one. We're on the same side. And a goal for one person should be a goal for the other. And I'll give a few examples as to why it's so important to think of our relationship as a team and how it can actually be helpful. So this is something that I've heard from a lot of my friends, from a lot of people around me, a lot of clients as well. They start to get resentful towards their partner because they feel like I'm always doing this and they're never doing it. And if I'm always the one to step up or I'm always the one to help out, then it feels like... I'm getting the short end of the stick, etc., etc., etc. So, of course, those feelings are valid. If you're feeling resentful or bitter towards something, it's something that needs to be communicated and talked about. But a lot of the time, what comes with that feeling is this feeling that our relationship is 50 50, 
that I need to provide 50% of the effort and you need to provide 50% of the effort. And if I'm providing 60%, well, that's not quote unquote fair. And when we look at it really from this idea that actually we're a team, all of a sudden we're not keeping score because we really instead are asking ourselves the question, is there something that I can do to help the team at this point? And if there is, I mean, that's amazing. That should feel like a huge win. There's something that I can do to actually help the team. We're not just going to stand back and wait for somebody else to do it. If you think about an example of team sports, you're never going to actually say, oh, well, I'm always the one to score a goal, so I'm just going to stop at this time because it's not fair. Everybody else isn't scoring and I'm always doing the hard work. No, if you have the opportunity to score, then take a score and everyone will be happy. And that's what it really means to be on the same team. And so the second we switch our vision to this vision of team, there's no more competition within. So funnily enough, I was speaking to a friend of mine recently, and she's going through a time where her and her boyfriend are in very different phases of life. He has a job that's a lot more relaxed. Hers is a lot more high pressure. And she was expressing how at some point she was almost feeling frustrated about the fact that she's working so hard and he doesn't have as much pressure in work. And she was starting to feel like it's not fair, almost slightly resenting him for it. And when I thought about it and when I was trying to help her through it and talk about it a little bit, I really brought up this notion of team because I said, well, you know, aren't you guys on the same team? Isn't the whole point if he can have a more relaxed time at work, isn't that a good thing? We're not keeping score here. It's not, well, it's unfair because I want us to both suffer. So it's really this element of being on the same team and wanting the other person to also be successful, to also be happy, to also be having a great time in whatever it is that they're doing. Another reason why this element of team for me has been really helpful is realizing that there's times in a team where one person needs a little bit more support and there's times in a team when somebody else needs a little bit more support. And that natural movement, that natural balancing from one side to the other is part of being a team. And that's why when we're in a team, we're so much stronger. Because when we're down, then the other person can help bring us back up. But when they're down, then we have the energy and the resilience to help bring them back up. And so there's no resentment of, I'm always the one to carry the slack. It's thinking, well, aren't we a team here? Isn't that the point? Isn't the point that I'm happy to help them out because we're literally on the same page? And if ever I'm in a position where I'm not able to do that anymore, then I would be so happy for him to do that as well. And so it's a really this element of actually we're in it together and it's not keeping score and it's not looking at who's put more in as compared to somebody else. The second lesson that I have learned within relationships is that it's important to talk about the small things. So in my experience, a relationship is in trouble when we're no longer talking about the small things. So I'm actually going to bring this up from two different points of view. One point of view is talking about the small things as in the things that seem quote unquote irrelevant or unimportant, such as I lost my sock or I have a paper cut and it really hurts every time I want to press a lemon. Those small things might seem irrelevant, but those are the things that actually make a relationship. And in my current relationship, we were actually doing long distance for about two years. 
And that was really something that was challenging. It was challenging to keep so much communication that we were actually in a position where we could talk about the small things. Because if you're only talking for 10 minutes a day, then you're only going to report the big things, right? The paper cut on your thumb seems completely redundant and there's no point to bring it up. But what might be more important is, oh, I got a parking ticket or I got into an argument with my boss or I have this big deadline on this project. Those are things that might seem more relevant and they are the kind of big picture things to report back. But what if there's a day that just went through the motions and there were no big instances, big elements that happened, then on those days, we almost don't know what to tell each other anymore. We don't know what to say. And so that's particularly true, of course, if you're doing long distance, that element of communication is even more vital. But even if we're not doing long distance, communicating on those small things is also important. And it's something that we really need to actively put care and attention into. And what I've noticed from personal experience is just that the quantity of communication, the amount of time that you actually spend communicating will really determine the detail in which you communicate. So if you only have 10 minutes a day, you're only going to speak about the big things. But if you're talking for an hour, two hours a day, then of course, then you're able to go deeper into things that aren't necessarily deep in quotation marks, but just the small things. And it's really the small things that actually bring up feeling connected to the other person. Now, the other side that I wanted to speak about in terms of talking about the small things is also about talking about the small things that annoy you or the small instances where you've maybe felt a certain emotion arise. So something that might seem small in quotation marks or not worth bringing up or there's no point in creating conflict. I don't know, maybe he made some small comment and it kind of annoyed me in the moment, but you know what? It's not a big deal. I know he didn't mean it in a bad way, so I'm just going to ignore it. Actually bringing those small things up are also incredibly important. And that part is actually more challenging because there's an element of challenging conversation. There's an element of confrontation. There's an element of bringing up a potential conflict, right? Which is very challenging. And once again, I've really noticed that importance as well. And it can be something so small and it annoyed you a little bit, but then on reflection, you think, okay, it's probably not fair to be a little bit annoyed, but even that is worth bringing up because that is how you get to know each other better. And that is how you're able to potentially converse and negotiate and understand certain things. So being able to say, hey, look, when you made that comment, I know you didn't mean it badly, but in that moment, it really upset me for a second. And it was only a split second of this emotion coming up and I've kind of rationalized it in my head, so I'm not angry about it, but I just thought I'd let you know because I think it's interesting that that kind of comment brought up that emotion. And maybe that means something about you or maybe it means something about them or maybe it means something about something within your relationship. I don't know, but there might be a point of discussion that's worth it there. And even if it doesn't bring up any discussion, it might just help that other person to realize, oh, okay, so that is actually a sensitive topic for you or that's a bit of a touchy conversation. And it might, once again, bring up discussion or it might just not. It might be like, oh, okay, I didn't realize that that element was something that you're a little bit sensitive about. But regardless, that's also what makes up a relationship. It's also those small instances that aren't necessarily a big deal that can so easily be brushed under the carpet. But in the end, 
that's what makes the relationship. That's what makes that extra bit of connection between you and the other person is feeling like you know those little emotions that they feel throughout the day or they know the little emotions that you feel throughout the day and how you get triggered by certain things or get upset by certain things and then you're able to discuss it. And the third lesson that I learned is actually something that my mom said to me a while back and I really liked this idea and it's something that I keep in my mind a lot and she always said the most important thing you need for a relationship to work are two people who want the relationship to work and that's it. And it can feel so simple to me that idea just you know what if both of you want it to work then that is literally the best recipe for success because you will find your way through things you will work through things you will have an incentive to have those hard conversations or to dissect what might not be going perfectly well at this point in time and that idea also brings up a certain commitment it's really asking ourselves do we actually want to put in the time and effort to make it work? You know, do we really want it to work on our side? And do they really want it to work on their side? And if they do, then that's the biggest sign we could possibly get that there's a huge potential for that relationship as well. I was speaking to another friend of mine recently and he was a bit unsure and talking to me about how it was going and unsure if it was actually going to stand the test of time and all of this. And when I was asking him how much they're actually communicating, he was saying, you know, I mean, we text here and there, probably text every day, but he was saying that right now in his career, he wasn't in a position where he really felt the need to put the time aside to communicate with her. And this is something that my boyfriend did incredibly well when we were in long distance. He was so adamant about us taking an hour every single day to video call. And during that video call, we're not eating or scrolling or working or anything else. It is literally us sat down and having one hour to each other. And even now we're only spending a few months apart this summer, which is also quite challenging. But even then when we were talking, he doesn't even eat. He doesn't even do anything else. For him it's, this is our time and it is important to take time for the things that you care about. And I find that incredible. And I respect him so much for that. And I probably also know that he might be a little bit annoyed because I'm constantly eating or walking or on the way somewhere when we're talking. But coming back to that lesson that my mom had said, that's what it is. It's two people who have decided to be committed to making it work. And so that might be a question you want to ask yourself is, am I committed? Are they committed? And if yes, then okay. There obviously are other elements that come into play, but a huge chunk of it is already underway. So those are three lessons on relationships that I've learned over the past few years. I hope that they were interesting for you. I would love to know which is the one that spoke to you the most. Feel free to send me any of your feedback. I will be diving into three more lessons next week. And then I have a little surprise for the following week as well. In the meantime, guys, if relationships is something that you're interested in, that you're working on, maybe a current relationship, or maybe you feel like you're ready to embark on a relationship and you're not sure what you should be doing on your side in order to grow your confidence and independence and fulfillment in order to make space for a relationship, this is exactly what we go through in the Self Mastery Solution Program. So in this program, we have an entire week devoted to relationships, 
but in all the other modules, all the other weeks, where we're talking about things like values, we're talking about things like identity, relationships seeps its way into all of them and everything is incredibly connected. And this is a three month deep dive group coaching program, which is only available to a very limited amount of people. They're hand selected and I would love to have you as part of this group. We are starting the middle of September and it's going to be running all the way until the beginning of December. So all the way until almost the end of the year. If you feel like you are ready for your next step in your personal development journey, but you're not sure exactly how to approach that, this is a handheld solution where we bring you through the whole process. You get to connect with a really intimate group of people just like you and go through a deep self-discovery journey. I'd love to have you as part of it. All the details are in the show notes below. So have a look, have a read through. Let me know if you have any questions. And in the meantime, I will see you next week for a brand new episode.